it was over the edge. Did we watch that together? No, I did not. I didn't watch that pay per view. I didn't find out about what happened to him till the next morning. It was one of those things that this was before, at least for us, kayfabe broke. We didn't know too much. It it wasn't like you know these days. Every wrestler from back in the day is spilling the beans on what happened backstage to all these YouTubers. So now everyone knows about everyone's business. Back in the day, we didn't know that shit. Back in the day, it was just, it was a, it was real to us. It was real enough that, you know, it, it inspired athletic emotion. Like you knew maybe the matches were pre-planned and all that shit, but if people were able to do these things in the ring, it was enough to make us want to watch. Everyone wanted us to believe it was fake in the sense of it was scripted. I think we always knew it was scripted, but everyone wanted us to believe it wasn't real. The pumps weren't real. The hits, the drops, the injuries weren't real. That and we, shit we, was we knew all, better. We than knew that. that was all real. Because we was doing that shit too. We knew that was real. But people want to, you know, it's scripted. Pickle's going to win. Yeah, it's not a fight to the death. We know that. It's scripted. But Dude, get over I, yourself. I feel like a lot of the people that say wrestling's not real, they never had, like, wrestling matches with their friends. Wrestling like, matches aren't real. Those are the people who have never even play fighted. Like, never been in a play fight. Like, to say wrestling isn't real is to say, you know, well, I, I don't know what you could say isn't real. But shit, you, you know, to say movies aren't real. You know, and we go to the movies. Real. We watch movies. We watch television. We watch all Let's that say shit. that TV show's not real. Knowing that it's scripted. You know they didn't blow up New York City, right? Like, yeah, no, nigga. I live in New York City, you stupid fuck. You know, you know, Jerry Seinfeld doesn't really have a neighbor named Kramer that just barges into his house. It's people they couldn't separate it like some people couldn't most people could but i feel like everyone who in our youth always tried to tell you know he'd go to jail if he hit someone in the head with a steel chair for real i get this is a fucking tv show i know that but 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 during our time something happened something there was a shift so now people started like being real in front of the cameras and they started allowing it so certain people would die and they would have like tribute shows the next night where they show all the wrestlers breaking character and just talking about the backstage stuff and and shit like that. And it's happened for multiple wrestlers. I don't even think that is that it became real. It's just that in that era, the media was is not like where you only have one episode every so weeks. It's like you have one a week on multiple nights. You have multiple shows a night. And people watch this. This happened live. This was live breaking national news, worldwide news. You couldn't not address some of these things. These weren't things that were part of the show. These were really, like these were real life situations that couldn't go unaddressed. Like like Jr. said when it happened, you're not we're not working an angle. This is real life. This is as real as it gets. You know what I'm saying? Like these weren't angles being fucking worked. So toss that out your mind. Like people try that fake shit. Um. You know, uh, and we're obviously talking about we both watched today. Uh, well, I watched it today. You watched it previously. Um, the dark side of the ring for the season, the finale of uh, the last days of Owen Hart. And I initially said the reason I didn't watch it because when you sent me the link, when I went to watch it, it didn't take me into the YouTube app. 
it took me to youtube.com and it had a bunch of segments for commercial i'm like i'm gonna send through this shit fuck this shit i saw three minutes of it i'm like fuck this and while i was getting high today i'm sitting there like i usually am when i'd be listening to our podcast going back through old episodes and listening to them i was like i have about something else i probably should be watching i was like what was i doing oh own heart shit let me watch that so i spent that next 40 minutes or so watching that after i got stoned this morning and uh it broke me uh the last thing i could say i watched that like a documentary or anything like this anything that made me like like i had to stop it because i needed to wipe my eyes because the tears were falling i was crying and couldn't separate my emotions that i felt before i came into this from the emotions that stirred up in me and the last thing i watched that made me feel like that was the ken burns vietnam documentary and i told you that made me feel like that because i like the graphic representation of what the young men and women on both sides of the vietnam war went through and the means he went through showing like putting that documentary together man it's just it was it it, it was troubling to watch and that's the last thing that i could say broke me and made me pause i like i was like i won't say boohoo crying but the tears were falling like i I needed a second to clear my eyes and take some time to regather myself i i've never been shy about the fact that i'm very emotional i watch wrestling clips all the time i could watch stone cold just come out and drink a beer and start crying here but that owen hart shit hit me kind of different because my dad just died and i'm watching this kid talk about his dad die and just seeing how they dealt with it and then on top of that seeing the negligence from wwe not even the negligence bro it's like i feel like when you hear everyone talk about owen when he left that day you know like listen like like, talking like talking about this is the the whole WCW the the whole Bret Hart WCW Montreal school drop? We always everyone who's ever been a wrestling fan felt that played into this in some some way felt into him being forced back into the Blue Blazer caricature um, for everything. But there was something you know there was something that I felt they should have mentioned in the documentary. And Stone I told Cold. I told my brother this after I sent him the link. We both watched it, and I was like, "Yo, <clears throat> they're not factoring the fact that." He basically nearly paralyzed their top. But that superstar. wasn't on purpose. It's accident. In the ring, accidents happen like that. That that's not something that he, you could say Owen Hart did on purpose. We watched that match. That was a simple power driver that got botched. But I feel that they said in the documentary that they couldn't find a place for Owen Hart as a character because he was such a technical wrestler that he was eventually forced back into that blue blazer character. And I don't think that was the case. I don't think that he won the I, Slammies. He was a t- beautiful heel. He was a great. He was a phenomenal wrestler. Great at everything. He every angle he worked. When he was with the Nation of Domination, when he worked the I am not a nugget. That was yo. That was the danger popped. zone shit. It popped. It I popped. I promise bro. you. Like I'm enough sorry. Enough is enough. And it's time for a change. Like, like we remember that shit, bro. I the, the toughest like like they, I, the, I seem like the documentary made it seem as though he wasn't over, and he was over. He was over. He was well enough over. He was more than he well was enough over. Way over. He wasn't in Bret Hart's shadow anymore by then. 
uh, I can say maybe the WWE didn't know what to do with him. They knew he was bigger than the mid card, but not quite ready for the main event. I'll say, but to force him back into that. But even like you talk about, they had the Godfather there, they had D'Lo Brown there, you had uh, Jim Ross, and these are people who they said they saw him in the arena that day as someone who's normally jubilant, full of life, so happy and joyful. Just seemed like his mind was somewhere was fucking gone. else. He, he was, was gone. gone. And he was terrified dad, of heights. He was terrified of heights. He's doing this. He agreed to it. He, he's trusting these people. They said it had to have been tested. People say it was tested. That wasn't the same hook he used. That If you get him down and all he did was come there and the second you move, it released. You didn't use that same hooking on him to make him feel like, all right, this is going to go good. You know what I'm saying? Uh when his son said, and this is the part that got me, his son said, I've taken that ride with him before he never said it to me. And he didn't say take bye. Care of, take care of your mother. He said, and your Take sister. care of your mother and your sister. Like, and then he said, He just walked into my last image is my dad's duffel bag over his arm walking into the fucking airport. And hearing that, and it's like, yo, like, the more I think about it, people said the stuff, the stuff, the shooting interviews we read a little bit before that, the, sh- the shooting interviews we've seen. I think Owen knew it wasn't going to go he, good. He felt it. He felt it in his heart. He felt it, bro. And I think he knew that if he didn't go up there to that rafter, Vince McMahon was going to fuck him worse than he fucked his brother in Montreal. I, I feel I feel like he, he felt it. Not only did he feel it, but he, I feel like he knew why he felt it. I feel like he knew, and I feel like it was a big thing that was ignored. Like, I, you can't. I don't. I feel that relegating him back to the blue blazer character was in some way shape or form punishment i i i I agree with that but to say you kill a man for botching a power driver nigga this nigga got hit by a car and almost killed him almost paralyzed him but it it, even in one of your angles after that even if it was inadvertently because i just watched an uh a podcast today x-pod got a new podcast uh, Xbox. Everybody's got a fucking one, podcast. two, three, sixty podcast. Some bullshit like that. Yeah, fuck all that shit. I don't, don't so, ever. There's a new rule. We're not repeating podcast names on this show. You want to know the no, podcast? I'll, I'll go plug, look it up yourself. I plug Xbox. No, I'm not plugging anybody's I, I, fucking I, I, podcast. They ain't in our network no more, man. Nah, I plug Xbox because I'm not plugging anybody. It, it was because of Xbox. Plugging his wife it was in be, the it was ass. Because of Xbox that I got to see China naked for the first time. So God bless that man. Because Triple H didn't do the fuck job. that shit, man. Nigga, you plug another fucking non-blood and roach fucking entertainment network related fucking podcast, nigga. We're going to have a Chris Everett, Jim Rome moment on this show. Well, we could do that shit right now, bro. Real, real mother life? Real mother we, talk we, life, we nigga, right now? You, right you, you want to have a spot talk right now? <laughs> I'm joking. Like, right these microphones could drop. All you're going to hear is this. All you're going to hear is this. Let's do it, then. Chairs moving and shit. And then Xbox gonna come in here and Bronco busted you straight into my daughter's Fuck crib. Fuck out of here. Fuck, man. But he said something interesting. He said that the wrestlers backstage were told that his fucking cape got caught in the hook in the little release thing. And when he tried to pull his cape off, that's what released it. No. And I've never heard. They didn't even mention that shit. They in the said doc- that in, in the, she said it herself. They're, they said everybody's saying different they shit they said this, this, this was, they said they told him in a deposition and this is how she got that money and what it seems like is they told him you're safe as long as you don't pull that little shit they had taped him this is your quick release as long as you don't touch this you'll be good they said he never touched that they said the dude who rigged him had never rigged anyone before 
So you're bringing in someone who knows nothing about nothing to rig someone. Never even try it. Don't even put a test dummy up there to see it. So how is that not negligence? It's complete negligence. And so I, I want to stay on this because it's why I think Vince McMahon didn't go to court and why he settled. Because he still tried to, like, he sued and then he tried to sue. He sued her in Connecticut for suing him. Not in Connecticut for him dying. Because in Connecticut, they said you wouldn't have been awarded any punitive damage, which means she'd have gotten no money in Connecticut if uh, Owen Hart, was, if they were found criminally ne- uh, responsible for his, his death. Uh, she wouldn't have been awarded no punitive damages, which means she'd have gotten none of that $18 million she was awarded. I think that Vince McMahon chose not to go to court and settled out of court. Nigga, you're Vince McMahon. You can pay for whatever the fuck lawyers that's you want to afford. Bro. You, as Vince McMahon, knew you were in the wrong, and that's why you settled out of court. It's but you, why, but you, you, you're saying yeah. it. You're saying it. You're, you're basically saying Vince McMahon can pay for any fucking lawyer that he wants because he has the capital. But they hired somebody who's never rigged someone before. And it's, it's hard to believe it's that that shit believe. was Nigga, not I, fucking purpose. Like it wasn't purposeful, but for what reason? For Stone Cold? No. For Vin- it, it could have been anything. I, I don't. We don't know the reason, and that's why to say just Stone Cold. We always felt like there was a reason behind it. We always felt that Vince McMahon and WWE, mainly Vince McMahon, were responsible. As kids, we felt that. We felt that as kids, Bret Hart not being able to go to his brother's funeral, WCW said, no, you can't go because you're under contract, you know, and the fact that she says that she walked into the funeral home with Bret Hart, that he was there with her, and he couldn't be there for his brother's funeral, and we don't know, it's like, yo, like, he had to sneak in the back, he had to go at night, we don't know that situation, but even the fact that she says when she decided to sue WWE, that some of the Hart family were actively working against her my nigga like now, yo. Uh, i think when when you go to the funeral home that's the wake so you go see the body the funeral is the next day if when, nah, it's like the, the it's, it's like the wake it's like it's like no they want to like identify the body there like you like usually if you don't go identify the body at the fucking wherever the morgue or whatever because he grabbed her go, as soon as she walked yeah in. like they said the they first were there she's seen him dead yeah and but Bret, Bret hart was clearly in calgary there he was in wherever the fuck they were he was there he was in canada with her but the fact that he, wcw ted turner said no you can't because it's gonna be on their tv no like a god knows the crushing soul that put on him knowing he left his little brother there he has to feel he was a part of that god and they knows. showed the clips from the funeral you saw the rock you saw man you saw everybody you saw everybody was there you saw everybody there were more people there than i remember seeing on wwe Seeing, uh, hearing D'Lo Brown, and, and even when I thought about it, yo, having D'Lo Brown and uh, D'Lo Brown and the Godfather, Godfather, these are two people he was in a faction with for quite a length of time, bro. Like D'Lo Brown, son, for him to sit there when he was sitting there, when he went blank, he was like, "I just that's not an image I want to bring back up in my head." Like you can see, he was he, he was trying as hard real, as he could to talk about shit. it. He was trying as hard as he could. He's sitting, he's like, "That's just not it." And this is someone who they were close with. People say it was full of life, bro. Like we like for whatever reason, I don't think it was the Stone Cold incident. That was an unfortunate incident in the ring, and then Vince McMahon. And but how I many t- how many times has Sting dropped from the rafters? But Sting didn't bro. use those people, and they said that WWE felt the rigging was too bulky, too chainy, and all that shit, and they wanted something that looked more smooth. So because he did the stunt previously, but he had the shit that was strapped around his shoulders, it went yeah. around his waist. They yeah, wanted yeah, something yeah. smoother and a quicker release. Sting never had those quicker releases, but Sting always wore something bulky. He never took his coat off when he made those descents, so all of that shit was hidden. If it is what you easily could have did, 
hide all of that extra rigging underneath it. Yo, Owen, we're going to make this a quick work. Work with all this still on. We're going to make it that as light and comfortable as we can for you. Get some extra padding in case this metal's banging into you. But Sting, when Sting did that, Sting never like had a quick where you could still to see. When Sting went, you could still see the rope jerking him up and down every time Sting did it. Sting had that same harness Owen Hart had every time. Sting never had a quick release. Sting just always had bulkier shit on and never took off that long-ass leather coat. Yeah, but Sting was a serious character. Sting, the whole crow presence, all that shit, that was based on, like, intimidation and fear and shit like that. The Blue Blazer was a comical, like, it was a funny character. They had him last time when they dropped him from the rafters. He was trying to take the shit off, and then they brought him back up a little bit, and he's just kicking around. He's making everybody laugh, and that's cool. Why didn't they just use the same fucking technique? It worked before because apparently for whatever reason they said they didn't want to see all of that harnessing and rigging but you could have easily kept that harnessing and rigging and just kept him in his fucking cape and just have hide it underneath everything one thing click it out that comes away it's hidden underneath you don't have to see that like like i'm sorry wwe's because it's that company i still it comes back to vince mcmahon for me to say it was because, like, I'm going to come back again. Because the Stone Cold thing, tough for me to agree on. For me, it comes more to the events, uh, to, you know, Bret Hart, Montreal. You know, you fuck me. I'm Vince McMahon. I'll show you who does the last fucking. I'm fucking Vince McMahon. And the fact that the Hart family didn't support Owen's wife. Owen's wife, bro. During like, this lawsuit. Th- th- like I th- think that's the only reason that the Hearts still wrestle for WWE. Those that did, man, like I, they, I, they want, they wanted that connection. They didn't want to fucking abuse that relationship. Like they knew this shit wasn't. They going knew. At, I'm pretty sure at that point they saw the writing of the wall. WCW by that point, really, by that point, by the time Owen Hart's descent, Monday Night Wars over, WCW's logos changed. We're only a couple months away from the finger poker doom. I'm pretty sure. I'm. I am pretty sure everyone in the Hart family saw the writing on the wall. For the wrestling, the wrestling business, the wrestling world, and they knew we are a wrestling family. We can't, you know. They not. said the end all be all is Vince McMahon. Yeah, when and, it comes to this business, and, and and I think that was a tough part of that to like to see for me of that. But even more so, I commend her, and I'm gonna commend her at the end of this. I'm gonna stay on this whole thing because. We always thought it was fucked up, too, that the pay-per-view went on. And you think about it. Vince McMahon got away with murder because the cops should have come out there. No matter how much. Uh, it's this supposed to be a crime scene. It's an active million. crime scene. It's an active crime scene. Someone died here in there. That should have been. And how much evidence was lost by four or five matches going on in the ring? There's still There was still blood in the ring. You could bro, see when it. I saw those, those pictures, pictures were clearly oh after the event. God, you could see blood still in the ring. When they said where he hit that dip in the ring, you could see the dip. The, the boards fact were that broken. While he was dropping from the fucking sky, he was yelling, Watch L- out. Look out. When he fell, they said the last thing everyone heard was he's fallen and dying. He, he knows he's dead. And the last thing he's doing is yelling, Look out, so he doesn't kill someone on the way down. Like, and, and you know what? And. And you know what's the the craziest part for me is is like and I commend her for her toughness going up against Vince McMahon going up against the entire wrestling world and still at the end of it saying, "Don't ever use my husband's name again." 
She's like, I don't care what you do. You're not allowed to induct my husband. We all know Owen Hart's a Hall of Famer. Owen Hart was one of the greatest wrestlers of that generation. Bro, he beat Brett at WrestleMania. And people will Brett, never remember that. And, but, I didn't remember that until I saw that in that fucking documentary. But this is something that people got to understand about wrestling. When someone loses to someone else, you're granting them that. Unless you're like a jobber. If you're a jobber, then you just that's your job. But if you're the top guy and you're headlining fucking WrestleMania and you're going up against your brother and you in backstage agree to lose to your brother, you're almost passing him the torch. Like, yo, I'm giving you the blessing right now. They're going to put you on a different fucking league. On now. a different level. And he, he ended up winning championships, many championships. European Championship, Intercontinental Championship. Fucking awards, the Slammy awards. awards. He was walking to the ring with his fucking Slammies. Like Owen Hart. Owen was, Hart was a fantastic wrestler, man. But at, at the end of this all, and what I also tell you is what I told you, replaying uh, WWE 2K16, playing the Stone Cold Showcase, the 2K Showcase in that Stone Cold Steve Austin, is how they have the old commentary. And out of some of those clips you've shown me, like this, like the Shawn Michaels, how you move on, how that, how you show me that clip, yeah, and listening to Jr. How often he calls Vince McMahon a demon, he's the devil, and a demonic human being, the devil himself, Vince McMahon, he's such a demonic, he's that fuck that's the demon, he ain't lying, but, and Jr. like has that Midwest from Oklahoma, like that is a religious area. He grew up he with some sort of religious bro. background. He knows who that Looking is. Looking at bro. that now, seeing what goes on, and I said it, man. I as a, before, I would have cried when Vince McMahon passed. I would have cried. Now, it's just it's gonna feel the same way Michael Jackson did. You were a major part of my childhood, but I saw past it, and I can't shed tears for you. And I'll. You know, always be sad about Owen. I'll be sad. I'll be sad about the people. And I told my dad this after I watched this earlier. This is my last thought. Vince McMahon has a shit ton of blood on his hands. He can't wash off. Oh, my God. A shit ton of blood on his hands. He cannot wash off. And I told you this. We were laughing when I said it early on the phone. He's already got a seat in hell on the council. Oh, he's there. He's got a seat in the hell on the fucking council. Absolutely. And I'm I'm sad to say that man was such a big part of our fucking childhood. But looking more at I'm, it, man, I'm not even sad that to nigga's say that. the devil. That uh, nigga's the but devil. I, I feel like there's a lot of devils. There's a lot of devils uh, that have been a part that, of our lives. There there are, but nothing like with the nothing with the body count attached to him. And even after that, like when he they were talking to him there, like negligence and or even when he did the HBO Real Sports when Brian Gumble brought up the wellness shit with Chris Benoit and all these people with the like steroid deaths, people that have killed themselves, and he slapped the paper. Vince McMahon, you knew what you're responsible for and you're a fucking asshole. And when your day of reckoning comes, my nigga, you know where you're going. Vince McMahon knows exactly where he's going. They say that money is the devil. And he lives for the money. Everything from the show goes on to, you know, take Hogan out of the Hall of Fame. He said the N-word 20 times in the fucking sex tape. All that shit is money based. He doesn't want to drop his bottom line. And yeah, that makes him fucking evil now. He's just influenced by his own greedy ambitions. 
But not even the money aspect. Some of that shit, money aspect, I could get protecting your business. And you know what I mean when I say Vince McMahon has blood on his fucking hands. Oh, he does, bro. He does. You bro. know what the fuck I mean. And it's not over. It's not. It's far from over. And God bless the fact. Yo, did you hear that he's trying to buy XFL? He's trying to buy it from the bankruptcy court, bro. And I think that's a scumbaggy move. It's like, dude. You declared bankruptcy and now you're trying to buy back your own thing for pennies on dollars. <laughs> like, what the fuck? I get it. That is a very billionaire move. That is exactly what billionaires do to remain billionaires. But in this current climate, the people you put out of work, bro, that's a scumbaggy move. And that's it's just, crazy. It's you, you don't see people anymore. That, that's just another nail in his legacy. That's just another way of him tarnishing his legacy. Vince McMahon's legacy is no longer like a 50-50. He's put himself in like 30-70 category, 20-80. Like nobody's going to like you when you die. Only the people that work for you and your family maybe. And the people that you were good to that you worked for. Maybe you hear Stone Cold say something good about him. The Rock, a mankind. Obviously, Mr. Levesque, Undertaker. His wife, his daughter, his son. But how many of your employees really going to say much more better about you? Patterson and Briscoe? You know what it was? You know what it is, really, what I think. I think that there's there's that era of wrestling that's going to define wrestling for a long fucking time. And that was the era that we lived through. The attitude era. And that era, those wrestlers have the closest relationship to him and will have the closest relationship to him forever. Everyone but that those, comes in, you know, it's crazy though. I say John Cena is those the last wrestlers guy. from that era, though. There are people, you know, the wrestlers from that era will be the ones who put him over, but the wrestlers who he fucked over in that era are the ones who are going to tell the truth, Vince McMahon story. So the wrestlers who got over because of him, yeah, his, his superstars, the people who made him the fucking billionaire he is, they're not going to have anything bad. Dwayne Johnson's going to have nothing bad to say about absolutely fucking not. Vince McMahon. But the what he said, I had seven dollars in my fucking pocket. That story we always see floating around. Nobody's going to say anything bad about him. But the people he fucked, the people from the fucking PG era, that uh, what, Ruthless Aggression era after that, the people he fucked from the kayfabe is dead era, this era now, the people he fucked who are going to have the stories to tell about him are going to be outweighed. They are going to outweigh those people who have good things to say about him because there's not much good. We know the good Vince McMahon's done, and we know that his bad out-fucking-weighs it. There's only so much good you can say about someone who who we can obviously describe as the devil or demonic. Only so much good you can say about a person like that. Only so much good. I have nothing good to say. This was the last nail in my coffin for my legacy, my thoughts on Vince McMahon. I know what you've done. I know what you've created. I know what you gave us. But I also know how you went about it. And I can't celebrate or applaud that shit. When Vince McMahon passed, is this acknowledging that you gave me something I'll always left with? Nothing beyond that, man. There's no tear shed for Vince McMahon after what I've seen, read, and learned about this man from when he was the guy who fucking carried our youth. All right. So I'll give my final thoughts now. I went to, you know, the last relationship that I had before I got married. <clears throat> I went to a movie premiere for a vegan movie. And the movie was called The Vegucated. 
And all they did was just show animals getting slaughtered and all types of shit. And, I, bro, I cried. I cried in that theater. People got mad at me, including the girl I was with, because I had chicken nuggets in my pocket. Some ignorant shit. Not realizing how sensitive the, the topic was to everybody around me. I was hungry. After we, lit, after we uh, left the place, we went to a vegan restaurant. I thought everything was good. Next day I went. And I just went to Chipotle, bro. And I had a chicken burrito. And I didn't want to know how the chicken got killed. I didn't want to see the chickens at the farm. I didn't want to know who was the guy that was taking care of the chickens, what machine they was processing them through. I didn't want to know none of that shit. All I wanted to do was eat my burrito. And it was that moment that I realized that I had been conditioned to just not give a fuck. I love wrestling. If Vince McMahon dies, I'm going to shed a tear, bro. If it's just one. Nope. I'm gonna I shed a tear, bro. Tears for that man, bro. Like I, like I just, nah, I will not shed a tear when, I, when, I, when I get the ESPN, Twitter, CBS Sports alert, breaking news, WWE chairman, Vince McMahon, whatever the fuck he is now, president, boardman, whoever the fuck, leader of the board, whatever the fuck he is now. When I get that email, when I get that breaking, I'm be like, holy shit! I'm be like, oh shit, shit, holy fuck! And I'm gonna run down the great moments of wrestling. But I'm not going to shed a tear for that, man. I'm not. I'm not. Like, especially now. There was a moment when I would have. Not seeing this. Not seeing some shit. There was a moment when I definitely would have cried my eyeballs out finding out that. But the more I've learned about that man, the more I know he is a piece of shit. They say don't meet your heroes. It's I I feel like when kayfabe got broken, we just learned too much about these people. I would rather not know certain things about these people. I would rather just be inspired by them and use their stories as displayed on television screens to to help me get through my situations. And those are the the Hulk Hogan days. The, the eat your vitamins and drink your milk, and we're gonna get through this together, brother. All that shit is cool, bro. Once you start finding out that Hulk Hogan's calling 20 people niggas in the, in the fucking corner, bro, then what the fuck happened? Now he's out of the Hall of Fame? Now he's out of X, Y, and Z? But that wasn't something, like, like I said, this, this isn't shit that, you, that wasn't known, man. Vince just flexed his muscle on that because it would look bad in the public eye. Had that not have gone, nigga, I'm pretty sure. No, Gawker bro, was. I just watched the Gawker documentary. I just watched the Gawker documentary, bro. And that whole shit happened. Publicly, I didn't like. I don't. I don't remember. I don't remember. Much Hogan about got paid, he he said, but nigga. Hogan came off. Of that. Hogan came off of that shit. He Hogan like shoot, like Gorka doesn't exist anymore because that he got paid like, off of that. Gorka doesn't like seventy million or some shit like that, right? Probably more. Like you, like yeah, you done took away his whole bank fund, but he done hit these niggas for everything they worth. So yeah, you was Vince McMahon hurting them to some extent, my nigga, but not really. And you just cutting off your nose to spite your face, bro. 
Like Vince McMahon, like I said, he's got blood all over his hands, bro. And there will be no, sh- there will be no tears shed by me when that man passes, man. Yeah, but and don't make me f- try to feel bad. Oh because, no, you're allowed because, to, bro. Because I get emotional over wrestling, bro. Nah, yeah, you're, you're allowed to, bro. But like, like, like I said, bro, like there's no tears shed for me. Like you're allowed to feel like that. So you know what? I'm gonna close this one out, bro. I'm just gonna remind the people that if they want to follow us, they can follow us at Button Roach. You could get everything at buttonroach.com because we do the fucking yurt.